wrong character? I say I say Candy because she said call me Candy. Well, Candy like, and Kong, I keep calling her right? Candace. No, you you called her by you, you oh, said Kong her full name, first name, last name. Yeah, they're going to they're going to hunt her down and kill her, Sam. I know. I was just <laughs> It was just Nobody silly. listens to the um, show. It no, it was, it was no. It's funny because I did the doxed joke and then he corrected yeah. himself, but it was still in there. Uh, um, the first thing Emily heard when she walked in was me saying Candy Kong listens to the show and she's giving me a look. We're gonna write this ship here. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna start uh, working a little harder if we have famous <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Yeah, all right, all right. We're all very funny. Hello and welcome to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends On It, the show where we do something different every single week. This week, we figured out The Fifth Element, uh, the film from 1999, directed by Luc Besson. Uh, this is... Uh, I Besson. don't want to just give everyone their regular names. I, uh, I feel like I should show off a little this week, so I am going to be Besson. speaking the divine language to give people some, some more cultured names. <clears throat> So, we've got Choncha, which is Cam. Hi. That uh, that translates to good looking. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I was just reading the IMDb, and they're like, this language has 400 words, and they would speak it. They would have full conversations off set. Yeah, it was. I, was like, I, I have up. a whole bit. <laughs> Fuck like, you. A, I have <laughs> that a, sucks. A, like a. It, it's so weird. The the relationship between Luke and Mila is so weird. Yeah, blockers. But hi, I'm. We have uh, we have this is an this is an important phrase uh, to keep in mind if you are ever plan on vacationing in the divine realm. We have Varan Azipo Monda Kao Goktamet. Alex, I am sorry about what happened. <laughs> oh no! Uh, well, since this is a European film, I figured we'd cause some sort of international incident on this episode. So I know I'm going to have to make time, a public honestly. statement. Oh, uh, we announced that we're brexiting from SoundCloud. <laughs> I'm I sorry do that happened. On, I am. I do plan on seceding from the uh, from the European European Union, but that is unrelated to the rest oh, of this episode. Oh, got it. On Spotify, um, are we on the said, European uh, Union? Compromise <laughs> <laughs> the Eiffel Towers that criticize your government. All right. <laughs> so let's see. Luke, we have the person who brought this episode to us in the first place. We have Olio Anya. It's nothing, Seb. Yeah, uh, you can call me Anya for short. Um, I'm from <laughs> Ireland, and I sing in Gaelic. Um, is Olio oh, Gaelic and the divine language? Now yes. you're just showing off. No, no, Gaelic is the divine language. 
Oh, now we're making statements on the Irish. Man, the UK is really going to hate us after this episode. <laughs> Even mentioning the Irish gets you banned for these. Things. Well, the problem is the problem isn't just mentioning the Irish. It's all the things I said in, before the theme song about the IRA. Um, <laughs> all right, and retirement association. <laughs> retired? Is that a real thing? Uh, one time I, I I made a joke about confusing the IRA. I asked if the IRA was bombing people. And Hayden laughed at me so hard that he laid down on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he had also drank, uh, not, I think, an entire bottle of wine, though. So yes, okay. <laughs> that is true. It was reasonable. Uh, but anyway, I, yeah, the IRA bombs people. I, yes, yeah. Roth or this, otherwise. This is so appropriate yeah. because uh, I am your host, Akach Kaman, pissing off somebody, Nick. <laughs> but you and can call today, him Kita for sure. We short. are here. Yes. Uh, I am here to talk with you all about The Fifth Element. Uh, Seb, this was your episode, and uh, I think we're all very excited to get into it. But before that, we had kind of a, a brief idea, a brief vague idea for a first segment, because The Fifth Element is something Luc Besson had had in mind since he was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. He had been uh, working on the script on and off. Yeah, it does show. As Nick uh, said. He had been working like on it on and off the entire tape. time he was uh, in Hollywood. years. Or Thanks. something like that. He just, yeah. he hey, I think it needed another 23, if you ask me. <laughs> Put it back in. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. No, the so, idea like, back the thing in is, the oven, like, it's not that Yeah, I know. Problem. I'm saying that all the time at work. <laughs> if a project goes on for too long, it starts to just get completely bloated and fall apart. But this one wasn't in production for that long. It was just an idea that he had in his head. So, you know, no, when no, he eventually he had produces like the script. He had like 400 pages of script already. I was just about to get to that. Okay. He was, 400 he, uh, pages Yeah, he had like been adding and adding to the script over the years to the point where it was 400 pages of script. And he's like, this is going to be a trilogy. And he's like, actually, it probably shouldn't be a trilogy. Uh, I should cut this down into one movie, which is something I genuinely believe is that after you have your whole idea, you should probably cut 30% of it out. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I respect that. him for that because there's a, a lot of directors, authors, whoever, creators in general, who just cannot do that. They they cannot really imagine cutting down. down. I don't know if Kojima maybe... writes his own shit, but if he does, he's a little long in the tooth. I've been playing <laughs> uh, yeah. Death Stranding for a year, two years now, I think. <laughs> and that's definitely my fault, but I'm not... <laughs> I've played a lot of it. So. <laughs> okay. I'm nearing the end. I think. But no You're idea not. is not put in that game. Every idea is in the game. Princess Beach. But, uh, hey, this. <laughs> what you did know, you, call you got. <laughs> Princess Beach? I know. Princess yeah, Beach. Bitch joke, um, You gotta. I mean, are you. You think about the way this comes out, and it's like, alright, so the sexy lady covered in bandages that can speak the, the language and is going to save the world and i as a total slob am going to help her with my cool gun is is a very like 16 year old kind of thing to do but it's a specific thing you know it's specific to that person like not everyone's going to have the same kind of thing and if you think about like what your tastes were or what you liked as a 16 year old i feel like everyone would kind of have a different idea i mean i'm sure mine would be like bloated and all over the place mm-hmm. mm. 
I, I could never like finish a piece of writing in a way that made me satisfy that I was satisfied with, you know, I know that feeling. so That's... I just would have been adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. I don't know if it would have been 20 years adding to it. I think yeah. eventually <laughs> I probably would have cut it off. Um, as Alex said during our short story episode, we're not during the episode, but in the discord, I don't know how to finish this. So I simply will not. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a classic. Yeah. That's it. That one. That's my um, my mantra for a lot of things, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's my no, mantra I, for days. I just, I loved that statement from you about the short story writing because I was like, oh, that's the biggest author mood in the fucking that's world. Right. Yeah. Um, but Nick, what what would you have written as a sixteen year old? Oh God. Well, I mean, you brought up earlier that I had I did plenty of writing when I was a sixteen year old, and because Seb edited the. Uh, high school uh, creative writing magazine that and we went to the same high school even though oh, we yeah, were we, a year apart we definitely she, talked about yeah, this we have talked about this right? but what i'm yeah. saying is it, what i don't i'm not bringing it up again so that i can read the one that i read was a, was a stupid uh poem about you know yeah being in well, love but you also talked sucks. about my other creative stuff in there yes but the thing is like i i have like physical evidence of what i was like when i was 16 i don't think i was I wanted to try and make something funny. I think my ideal mm -hmm. story, or especially if I was making a film, I would have wanted to make something that was like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I think that would be, I, my hubris would be like, I can make a funny space adventure. Oh, yeah. I, I can do that. And like, I, I don't know that I could ever like write a, write a script like that and have it be like good or even comprehensible. Mm -hmm. But I have all these ideas and it's going to be influenced by all the things that I like. And uh, it's, God, like that's kind of why yeah. I I'm scared of writing sci-fi because you get into that thing of like, do I have to make up new money and like the way the roads work and shit, or can just I just use not credits? Everyone uses credits. I know. And well, then what it's I would like... say, what I would say when it comes to stuff like that is you don't have to mention it until you have an idea for it. Like the right. second your character ex encounters money or or eats at a restaurant or goes to drive their space car is not necessarily the time when you need to explain everything about how it works you should get to write the things that are happening and then when it comes to you like that ah yes now i know how the money works it's all liquid and it's, get, yeah. it's called quit Jesus. Like, that's what i was getting at is that's where the doug water stuff comes in because i i like when sci-fi stories go out of their way to make change something that doesn't need to be changed and that's why <laughs> the money thing I mean, cracks me up oh yeah it's just it's just the principle of Chekhov's gun which you don't have to follow it explicitly like um it, it's it's the principle of and everything in a just, story needs a purpose i don't think everything but, is Chekhov's uh, yeah. gun well no, and i'm sure on. this won't come I'm, back to bite my ass in the third I, I'm, I'm sorry no. real quick just just for everyone who doesn't know Chekhov's gun is when the character from star trek shoots someone right yes <laughs> okay sure <laughs> if you take a that gun works. you build it you take all the pieces he takes the gun it. off the wall and he shoots <laughs> No, um, that's I, a great episode. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is. A great Chekhov it, finally gets for, for the longest time. I did think that it was a Star Trek thing. Actually. So many of think. our expressions are calling someone a red shirt is a Star Trek thing. Yeah, you know? I mean Star Trek uh, is a is a big giant in um in modern culture. So yes, yeah, it is but, just a weird. If the guy only exists to get beaten up so that he can show how cool the villain is. That's He's that guy shirt. is a wharf that you oh, call that guy. Is, yeah, he, oh, that yeah. guy's he's a wharf. He only is here to get his ass kicked so that we know that the villain is physically strong. Yeah, we've yeah. been reading X-Men, and that boy, does that happen a lot. You can't possibly uh, yeah, break feel, through feel my Yeah, I feel kind of bad for Colossus. 
And then it's the Honestly, opposite but... with Wolverine, where he's like, my claws can cut through anything, and he li- literally never cuts anything with them. <laughs> they always are bouncing It's an informed of attribute. It's like, yeah, they can cut through anything. Well, you're going to do it? What, will. are you going to make me? You're going to make me cut something? Fuck you, bitch. I'll do what I want. <laughs> uh, I'll make Cyclops a convertible. <laughs> I'm going to turn Cyclops into a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Excellent episode coming soon, but not yes. now. What, I'm ready. I'm ready. Episode two. Episode yeah. two. Days of um, Future Cast. Yes. Oh, I'm so jealous they already took that fucking name. Damn. Damn um, but what... what can you elaborate a little bit more on what you might write? Like, oh, uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, I mean, like this, the kind of like uh, wacky space adventure. I I've always hated certain kinds of tropes. It, like the idea that like uh, the space adventure has to be done by an outsider. Like I would never have my main character be from Earth because that shit drives me crazy. Of like uh, Earth the, the, the Earth guy for the first the time world. seeing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the mean, magic blood and the the most being the most important and special Earthling who can commune with the aliens or whatever. Like even Mass Effect at the time was rubbing me the wrong way with that kind of shit. Uh, granted, I had only played Mass Effect two, which is so much worse in like every way <laughs> writing wise than the original. And then three takes a further dive from that. Uh, yeah. So like me getting pissed off at Mass Effect two is like I didn't get to see all the stuff where they set the world up and like did all the cool world building that they're able to flush down the toilet into because they want to have a cooler gun, um, and uh, like it's it's more I wonder if I would have taken like a grudge based approach to it like uh, here's all the science fiction that I have read it's all wrong and bad here's how I am going to fix the science fiction that I read. It's by That's not, not doing a the bad things approach, that they do. As long as you don't, yeah. As long as you don't do it overly, like grudgingly. Yeah, Hitchhiker's mm-hmm. Guide is such a good example because it it decides not to explain stuff that doesn't matter in a funny way. Like this works mm-hmm. because this is how it works. Like it's a fish that goes in your brain yeah, that makes you yeah the uh, able to understand everything. The improbability drive is like well, depending on how unlikely something is to happen, that makes it more unlike more likely to happen if you push this button. It's like that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like <laughs> yeah. we're moving yeah, on, we're moving on. <laughs> the book is making fun of you for trying to understand that, and now that I now being older, like at sixteen, I hadn't read these yet, but I really wish I had. Like now, my dream is to make something as good at that as the Discworld series is. But oh, I have yeah. I hadn't fun. read those as when I was uh, when I was in high school. Yeah, was Discworld like, is another one 16. that's like this is the way that things are, and that is ridiculous. But um, it's like um, that. One of yeah. my favorites is they uh, invent popcorn, but they come upon the awful, awful name of banged grains for it, and they <laughs> stick with it the entire the entire like <laughs> world sticks with it. Anytime that snack pops up. It's like, oh, you can can you get me some banged grains? It's just like this is just how it happened in that universe. Yep. You you can't uh, can't worry about Sometimes it. Sometimes I wonder like, in media with stuff like that. I wonder how much of it was an inside joke or a thing that the author just had as an inside joke with themselves that they just oh yeah. Put if you're in there. personally amused by something, you're gonna put it in. There's a you know yeah. there's a. There's a 20-page scene, uh, you know, relitigating uh, a small argument I had with Cam about uh, movies from 10 years ago or whatever. Uh, that's going to be in there. Where at the end, my, like, the character representing me falls down the stairs and lands on his balls or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very tasteful. Petty. <laughs> Tastefully lands on his balls. <laughs> 
be like that. And I don't have the chops like or ballet. desire for a romance, so I feel like it would be completely lacking in in there not because i'm like ew gross i don't want to have uh i'm not going to do the thing from princess bride where it's like is this a kissing book this is not a kissing book Mm. no i wouldn't be doing that it's more like uh my own insecurity at the idea that i would be able to write a woman character would probably lead to me having like a fucking jojo's cast of (laughs) macho weirdos who are gayer than they know how to be Just because I don't know how to write any women, so all my male relationships are just going to be, like, extremely intimate. Uh, In my experience, I just write everyone the same way and give them boobs. Right, but we're talking talking me at 16 here. I don't Ah, know that advice. Okay, yes, 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 yes. I'm like, oh, man, my female friends and the people I know are going to... I can't have them making fun of me because I wrote wrote a woman wrong. So instead, Mm -hmm. I will make all my men talk to each other instead that's better somehow <laughs> okay just be judging. i'm gonna fail okay. the bechdel test and that'll be more there are no somehow. men but all the men are gay <laughs> <laughs> i mean there are no women but all the men are gay uh that, that is like and, uh, <laughs> i think that that's kind of the the story i would end up uh the, the, the kind of story i'd end up telling is like a a weird goofy macho sci-fi thing where i spend a couple pages explaining how the laser guns work i think that's where uh that's probably where i was headed at 16 what about you cam what what do you think what was your like like in not inspiration i know you weren't like like super writing a million things but like if you had to make a a movie or write or write something at 16 what, what are you going for yeah so i definitely i was never good at creative writing um ever but then when i got to college i actually was i took a script writing class and i was writing like once even before that i was writing i was trying to write one sketch a day and then that's when i was actually writing but that i was like i must have been 18 at that point at least so for 16 year old me um I don't know. If 16 year old you could write what would 16 year old write yeah i knew I would. I was purposely avoiding like the dark and edgy stuff. I knew, I knew that I didn't like that, like the brooding kind of like teenage writing, maybe. Mm. But I don't know if I would have gone for comedy either. It is hard to say. I wonder what I was watching when I was sixteen. I guess I was watching like X Files and stuff. Yeah, Marvel so was it, starting to get into full swing. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't like his your favorite shit in the I world. Know, I you know. I I'm like, just suggesting something of, like well, actually would no, he I like wasn't. that? Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess it might have been some sort of crime based thing like a uh crime based. Like a um CSI kind of thing maybe. You're going to do the department. Maybe I'll do some serial killer stuff. Maybe that would be Ooh. I guess I would land on the edgy stuff of having like a a smart serial killer thing like one of those uh johnny homicidal maniac things <laughs> dexter so, somewhere dexter. between that yeah. and uh <laughs> all right uh, i don't know like, it's so hard is, for me is... because i really wasn't like creating you weren't anything. you weren't a creative being <laughs> no, you, uh, not at all i were, got were into you, like thinking about what you liked at all or no. is it just like a i mean Did you I guess... have have you ever had a daydream in your life Mm. Well, this is a more, no, but this is a specific time. 
Yeah, I'm yeah, not about getting. Like, when I was 16, I was thinking about getting domed. <laughs> you gotta Friend, write a you, movie about that. Would you then. have written porn? <laughs> that's what Luke Besson did. Yeah. I'm trying to get top behind the stadium, Jovovich. I'm trying to get a ride to the subway so I can get sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I I wasn't being creative at all. I hadn't. I think it really all exploded for me once I got to college because I was watch. I started watching a ton of movies and I started writing things um like i said i was i had been skateboarding for a while maybe i could write a skateboarding uh romance oh, shit. between a man and his talking skateboard <laughs> all right go on i mean i'm kind of into this right now uh yeah and she's already dating someone else the boy oh fuck <laughs> oh, okay. drama homewrecker cam no, hold on. They've got a. He, the board has a romantic relationship with someone else, but a professional relationship with the skater, and they right. make it work. But we're following it up. I mean, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I would. Uh, yeah, it's that's kind of a tough thing because there's certain certain points where if you talk to me uh, and said, "What's your grand idea?" I would have been like, "I don't have one," but I have all these grudges about the things I've been reading and watching that I would love to uh, express through fiction. Oh, you know what? I did you know? really like shit like. V for Vendetta and like those, you know, oh, society movies. Like we watched a lot of those in high school. Like, and that kind uh, of Joker. Really, uh, Joker hadn't come out yet. I don't think. Uh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of like Dark Knight Joker and like. Uh, I'm trying to think of another example. We definitely watched V for Vendetta. It was like stuff that you felt like you shouldn't be watching in high school. Mm. And I think the teacher also was, like, showing us that stuff on purpose to be like, this is the cool class. You wouldn't normally. This isn't your dad's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. English class. I don't know. Yeah. I I probably would have. Uh, I, I still thought the, the Watchmen was, like, the coolest thing in the world. And I still do. But, like, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, uh it's one of those things where it's like, I wonder how I could have possibly squared that being one of my favorite things in the world with trying to make like a lighthearted thing, you know? I'm so glad I didn't read Watchmen when I was 16. I wouldn't have understood <laughs> it at all. I would have taken all the wrong things from it. I would have been like, why does Dr. Manhattan not simply kill everyone? <laughs> he kill all the bad I don't know. people. Uh, part of like reading when I was 16, Cam is going, tired of Earth. Uh, wow, cool blue guy. <laughs> Uh, is yeah. like you know being able to enjoy it later on and like come back to it and go hey I like this as a teenager and then go oh actually I still like this but for different reasons yeah is is fun in its own way uh, Alex what was your like favorite shit in the world at sixteen um hmm get definitely getting top I think All we're right. talking about that. <laughs> yeah I think that's coming people up. have written entire movies off of less. That's what happens at the end of this movie. No, the end goal I, is to have sex. Yeah, with to fuck in a tube. tube. <laughs> That's yeah. Start somewhere Biggest and have a have a defined a goal. It's not even that weird. No, not really. For most people, it's an inner tube, though. Uh, yeah, but like, what what was like? Did you like have stories that you really liked at that time? Alex, uh, like this was I this was the, I wasn't I, really talking to you at sixteen, so I don't really have any good suggestions. Yeah, that that was on purpose. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think like for me, it's right before I, college. I think I'm a little. I think maybe like a. Guys, but... I think I could do 
I think I would probably do some sort of buddy comedy, probably like stoner comedy adjacent, I think, mm. would have been my territory around this point, around this Look, time. As long as you didn't just make the actors improv it, it would probably be better than most of the stoner comedy. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Because like those, those things really Burn. suffer from not having jokes actually yeah. written for them. Like, we're yeah. just going to get two funny to, um... people into a room and have them stand next to each other and riff. And that's all going to go right into the movie. And it's like, please write jokes. I, you guys are fine. <laughs> I would love it if you wrote wrote some jokes for these funny people to say. Bing kept mentioning that for some reason some of the uh, shots of Brooklyn reminded her of Idiocracy. And I can oh. kind of see it. But that is another kind of stoner movie. But it has a point somehow. I don't know if that's a stoner movie. It's a Mike Judge thing. It's like... Yeah. But I watched it, it felt kind of stoner. It's like, it's like a... Oh, it's a vindictive... Uh, <laughs> vindictive Silicon Valley conservative weird weird guy... Like with a with an axe to grind thing, just, maybe Stoner yeah. watching. I don't know if Stoner making. <laughs> well, I guess is what. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe trying to be like Stoner movies are stupid, but still being a Stoner movie because you have to include the Stoner tropes. Yeah, I, I definitely know. think at that time I would have been. I was much more into that kind of thing. I definitely was <laughs> over it by the time I got to college. But I liked the the idea of the um, movie where the actors just had fun and. Uh, you know, I, I, they probably weren't getting high on set, but you know that, that was always the idea, it's not, right? Not the worst thing in the world. Uh, Hot Rod is is still an incredible movie, and that's basically on that principle. Yeah, like the Harold and Kumars and the that mm. kind of thing. Yeah, I want to watch those. We should do but, a stoner movie block first. Stoner right. movie month, Nick. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know <laughs> how, if any of those die. are do we, still do funny. We know but... enough of those? I, I'll yeah, die. You could do Harold don't and Kumar. Make me do that. You do How High. Pineapple Express. You do Pineapple Express. Uh, my out. <laughs> Does it have to be about weed? Going. Could it be just movies with I don't Seth Rogen. Think it in has to be about weed. Um, Do, uh, there are def there definitely exist, but I don't know that I would be able to. Yeah, I think no. it's more the idea that uh, I mean, Superbad Half is like eight. the the example, right? That the one that kind of starts that thing. Yeah, I was gonna say Superbad, and then I was like, well, that one, that one's actually pretty good too if you go back to it not that i guess we're not saying all right here we go bad. 27 essential stoner movies <laughs> 27 tomatoes essential <laughs> this is like the andy cap movies or whatever the Look, fuck i'm already like pretty high i'm not gonna be able to get through 27 movies <laughs> dude where's my car cats 2019 <laughs> what <laughs> oh, okay I, I, this must it must be just watching wallstone yeah okay, so eight. instead of instead of implying that the creators of whoever or whatever were stoned when they were making it i'm forever going to imply that people who were watching it are doing that and be like wow <laughs> they were so stoned when they were watching this movie <laughs> <laughs> they were stoned scary they were movie one movie. i'm gonna claim that oh they yeah must scary have movie been... one is perfect just because oh, yeah. uh just because the, the ghost face mask does the <laughs> yeah thing. that's it's really funny. i couldn't i i couldn't watch that you can't make me watch that Ooh, I, all right I tried Ted, to watch that's the first, that's a good like, one half hour with nick and, and cam i just yeah, it was pretty fucking. Oh, bad. Friday! It was it's rough. So bad. I could not take the the gay jokes. It, it was really yeah, bad. It's brutal. It was so brutal. I mean, we already did a whole episode on this, didn't we? Yeah. But it was yeah. Like, no. Yeah, I, I, we, we I definitely were not doing do it. it, right? We I definitely watched would. it, talked about it, and then just didn't do it. It was great. That's hilarious. We should do that more often. We should have <laughs> we experiences should that, that aren't directly related to the show. That movie is like. <laughs> wall-to-wall -wall packed with things to talk about but it's so abrasive to watch <laughs> every it's just second an objectionable is, time yeah, every single second alex i am looking forward to 16 year old used version of this stoner comedy all right 
you, if you're, you're 16, so you can say whatever slurs you want, and nobody. Can oh yeah, you. that's the rule. buddy. It would I not think. hold up. I'll tell you that. Cancel me now. Like those scary movie. Cam, they were ones. all weed movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I gotta go to Photoshop real quick and change scary movie to weed movie. <laughs> Seb, what about you? You you were you have been creative like your entire life basically. So did yeah. you have like did you um, have this the ideas like going real, on? What's up? Real quick, I'm sorry. Um, I'm still looking at this list, and um, in the entry for Ted in the synopsis, they ta- they refer to Seth MacFarlane as has having boundary pushing brand of a type of humor, oh, it's which true. is very Too funny to me. Imaginary like. <laughs> member of the british royal family like what who's who has tastes that are offended by i don't know pineapple express or whatever like oh, what did, did he what direct, sunday school teacher is like end? is is care oh. cares about no mcfarland is the family guy okay. guy yeah all right Most no, i don't know if you were there that day nick but one time when we, were, we had this is the end at the theater uh-huh. um this older couple maybe like 60s came out and they were like we want refunds. We can't believe this is the most disgusting oh, thing we've ever seen. Moral outrage. Well, I mean, you can see Satan's dick in that movie, so I get it. That I movie guess. takes a weird turn in the movie. Yeah, but like, first we, we were like, so I'm sorry, yeah. you watched like an hour of the movie. We can't give you a refund. Like, you chose the to real watch this shame movie about that movie is that the title is so close to another movie that came out pretty like around the same time mm. called The World's End, which is an Edgar Wright movie that it oh, has yeah, a great premise and great I writing. I definitely thought those were the same thing. I've not seen either of those movies. <laughs> no, it's Outer Wilds. Oh, oh, it's not Outer Worlds? Doki Doki Panic. Oh, all right. Well, Seb, did you have anything that you think, what do you think you would have written at this time in your life? All right. Well, what I was writing was a lot of World of Warcraft fan fiction, like oh. tons of it. Um, even... So we're talking a tie in here? Yeah, I do. I would do a World of Warcraft tie-in movie. They were talking about doing a movie at the time. Like the the actual Warcraft movie didn't come out till like ten years later. Um, but they've been Thrall talking about Origins, it. Thrall screenplay by Seb. <laughs> I don't need to do that. That's Metzen already did that <laughs> ten times over. I don't need to do that. Um, I, in this hypothetical him. universe, you have killed Metzen and drank his blood. So <laughs> I you're, have. You're all right. Sorry. I <laughs> mean, in the game, you can find him as a reindeer, so it's not really that weird. You're just eating you have reindeer. their power. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> he's Metzen the reindeer. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I had, like, an idea for, like, a Warcraft, like, a World of Warcraft future story where they, like, progressed to modern day technology, sort of. <laughs> um, I had, they haven't done that yet? Are all of these they ideas have, something They that... have space aliens and spaceships, but it's not, like, modern technology. Peace. It's magic spaceships run on, oh, like, uh, people's souls and shit. Um, everything I did back then was trying to be edgy. I mean, maybe maybe not specifically, we gonna, So we're like, going to do, like, an afterlife-focused thing, maybe? Um, no. No, I was more like, oh, it's fantasy... There's, like, demonic possession and, like, struggling with your inner demons and, like, shit like that. Um, I had I had another one at the time called Skeleton in the Closet. And it was, like, basically just teenagers. And um, they had... There was this one teenager who was pretty much, like, convinced that she had been the uh, reason that her friend died. So a skeleton literally slowly grew in her closet. And then came I out and killed like her. I kind of like that. Yeah. 
That's um, like a that's like it. a good Junji little Junji Ito short story. Not one of his best, but you know it's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not all my ideas were bad. Um, it was just I think the um, the um, I don't think I had execution. Any good ideas the execution like 18, of my ideas were like not all great. Yeah, pretty much everything I had was basically edgy, and I just want it to be dramatic, and I want the characters to be hurt. I am a fan of what they call wump in the fanfiction community, which is basically you just fucking wail on a character because you feel like hurting them. Like, it's your protagonist and you love them, but you just fucking just hurt them over emotionally and physically because it's dramatic and you hate And that's, yeah, that's my, suffering. that's my brand. That was my brand at 16. That's what I want. And yeah. that's still my brand. Um, but at least I have a bit more of the comfort aspect in there. One, um, one thing that I... A lot of people like that kind of thing. There's a, there's a big audience for just Sam like main character suffering simulators. Yes, please. Uh, uh, through media. For yeah. One thing that I always think about is whenever I'm thinking of a story or a like anything, the character is always my age. Like whenever I see like a comic and I'm like, oh, the X-Men? Yeah, they're probably 25. Like that's how old I am. Yeah, at, so at sixteen, you're like everyone's sixteen. Yep. Like, oh God, they're twenty five. That's I old. I had a weird thing where I was angry about, I I was angry about stories being set in high school, but also while I was in high school. Yeah. So even though I could relate to them, I was still mad about it. Um, weird thing that just popped back into my head regarding this. Um, I remember pretty vividly, um, being upset that uh, on the back of the kid cuisine, the kid cuisine like duck or whatever was older than me. <laughs> At one point. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? How old is the quid quiz- kid cuisine penguin? It's a penguin. What yeah. was his blood type? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember why. They, they like had this whole biographical info. He was born in One of those meals. It's, it's weird to know that bonkers. Sonic and friends all have ages assigned to them, too. Oh, yeah. That um, was yeah, and those ages are way up. too young. I think Hale has talked about that in some. Sonic's age is supposed to be like well, teenager. Yeah. So. Yeah, Sonic got married, though. I mean, if we're don't, if yeah. we're if we're going into this, then the, the fucking Phoenix Wright character isn't Francisco von Karma like seventeen or some bullshit. Oh yeah, there's always a, mm. a child a, a prosecutor. Child who's, prosecutor. Yeah. Who's the um, oh, it's good to know that I can be sent to prison for life by somebody who can't drink in a bar. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, Sonic's in Japan you might be. Able to, is it eighteen or is it sixteen? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's I would. I would do fantasy or sci-fi as a 16-year-old. I had I had one that was like all the humans died out and only animals existed and then the, the animals progressed into furries and then they found the remains of ancient human civilization and they woke up the last humans that cryogenically froze themselves because of the disaster. I have a comic that's kind of a good version of what you're talking about oh, yeah? if you were interested in reading it. It's called The Autumn Lands. It's done by Kurt Busiek. I've heard of that one. Um... Uh, I've ha- I have a I was digging through a lot of my uh, old single issues because I was I'm bringing it over to the to the new place finally after so long, and uh, I, I found a bunch of those and I think you I think you might like that based on the summary you gave me of the story you would have written at 16 I think you would enjoy the story. Sure. Yeah, I, oh, you know what I like is uh, <laughs> evil evil good man. So I'm sorry, Cam just posted a Google search for Sonic <laughs> Age and he's 30? Yeah, that's... It's, no, it's like, no, no, no. Wait, hold on. When they first appear, like when they're first th- released as a product, that's when their birthday is. It's <laughs> no. Sonic Uh-oh. the Hedgehog dash 8. No, that's... Like, I didn't even have yeah, a Photoshop This year is Sonic's 30th anniversary. <laughs> 
I right. know, but yeah, it should no. say the joke is the game is thirty years old. But, but oh, you know what? It's just like any other just like any other thirtieth birthday, Sega is gonna forget to call. Yeah, <laughs> Sonic is fifteen. Knuckles is it's, sixteen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny to just say. Yeah, when the game is named the title of the character. Yeah, it's that's like, why yeah. it works so well. Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. the video game, is 30. Yeah. How old is Jack? <laughs> all right. All right, before we jo- go down this rabbit How hole of listing all their heights, Hedgehog. heights and birthdays and blood types, mm. I think we should probably Shadow move on ageless. to the next Sonic is 12 feet tall? <laughs> God, I just had to watch the... Well, I didn't have to, but I did just watch the Sonic movie again with Bink and our friend Clara, and it's a trip. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to never watching it again. But if somebody asks me if I want to watch the OVA, I might do it. Oh, the OVA um, is fun. It's it's not great, uh, but it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah, age. All right, Tails uh, is eight. Okay, yeah. uh, so before I think about that anymore, uh, we will see you on the other side of this break uh, when we will talk about the fifth. Before the, we have to finish the show before the evil gets here. Yes, we only have one hour. <laughs> We took most of it getting there. One hour and 57 minutes. (laughs) Yeah.
like depends on it. This week we are talking the fifth element. Uh, and Seb, why don't you explain to us uh, what is so special about this 1999 uh, French film? Um, so French film. the fifth element is a sci-fi film. From I mean, it was it was made in France. I feel like that's kind of important, even it, though it's in English. It's it's like it a, was made it's, it's in very France, important to understanding it. But also filmed in like Mauritius and London, I think. Um, I think Luc Besson wanted it to be filmed in France, but they couldn't find a proper studio for it. Um, which they is, couldn't find anywhere not covered in trash. Yeah, in all of France, they could or not cheese. find a, a stage <laughs> or wine for it. Um, Everyone was just slammed on escargot. Or cheese or wine. They they sh- to shoot. Mm. Um, snail shells everywhere. They couldn't keep them out of the shot. <laughs> actually, I like escargot. Um, I've actually only had frozen escargot, but I imagine that real escargot would be very good. Um, but uh, anyway. So this this is a 1997 movie by Luc Besson, (laughs) and um, it stars Bruce Willis and uh, Mila uh, Jovovich. 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 So, so um, it is basically. That's a good movie, Jovovich. The Yo, the Vovich. Yo, the Vovich. Love that movie. (laughs) Anyway, so. It is about um, Bruce Willis's character Corbin Dallas, who um, is a cab driver in like I don't Slab know what, bulkhead. What year is it? Like twenty one hundred twenty two sixty three. Yeah, twenty two. It's twenty two sixty three. He's a cab driver in Brooklyn. Um, they all have like flying cars and shit. We have space travel and all that. You know, it's it's a sci fi film. Um, and <laughs> this girl crashes into his cab, and she is apparently the ultimate life form. Shout out the hedgehog. Um, and, um, so she's, she's kind of meant to like save the galaxy from some unknown evil, which is never really explained what it is. It's just kind of a giant ball of fire. Big orb. Big orb. Um, and it talks. Uh, what Cam? Uh, the the evil sure isn't explained. It really isn't, but (laughs) I didn't ever really cared about it anyway. Um. Neither did they. So what, what. When did you first see this, Seb? I think my freshman year of college. Because I, I was just oh, going. All right, so yeah. this is a recent thing. This isn't like a. Uh, this isn't like that, a. That was a ten years ago. No. No, but like recently no. in your life, I guess. It, like no. I thought that from from uh, the most recent on, half of your life. Because this was on half. TV so often, I thought that it might have had something to do with. I don't that. watch TV. I've never watched TV. And you never. Will. Except when I was. This a kid. was on TV. Yeah, it's it, if you look at when I went to look this it's movie. About it's a cool it, It's just showing. It's just showing on like a ton of tv channels mm-hmm. like at any time yeah it's a cult classic um i'm not like a super obscure cult classic but it's one of those things that people who like it really really like it um kind of like i made a joke at the end of the last like episode Labyrinth that cam was going to suddenly understand a lot of uh, futurama jokes yeah i probably this movie. will probably <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but yeah try keep trying to explain the plot i will attempt um so he has this girl lilo lilu um, she's got this wild orange hair, which is not important to the plot, but it's a it's, it's a character trait that is. It's a wild obvious. choice. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a very European thing to do at the time. I think. Like, I was reading me and, the trivia. Me and Nick watched um, this this movie, um, Run Lilla Run, like uh, a few months ago, and she's got the same deal. She's got really brightly colored hair. What Cam? 
I was reading the trivia and they repeatedly dyed her hair and ruined it to the point where she had to wear a wig instead of getting the it hair dyed. Looks ruined. <laughs> it looks like shit. It looks yeah. so ruined. It, it's honestly it. kind of striking just how bad it looks. Like yeah. it would have looked it's a lot crazy better. That if they but it, 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 it's kind of also that like oh, it's a grungy '90s choice. You know, like her hair just looks. Well, grungy. it's also like that's what I thought. Uh, it was. We yeah, we, we grew her back from a finger bone, so like her having kind of a rough look is like okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at the very beginning of the movie, they grew her back from a finger bone from an exploded spaceship. Um, yeah. They 3D printed a waifu. Yeah, <laughs> they 3D printed their waifu. Um, and before that, even, uh, there was this guy in ancient Egypt, and he was trying to get these, like, stones and shit, and, and aliens came, and they took away a key, and the key didn't, one of them got, it, it was weird. Doesn't anyway, they, that wasn't, that didn't really end up being, it kind of explained what was going on, but it didn't really. Um, Corbin Dallas has a Lilu. Um, he's like, what the fuck? Um, he has to bring Lilu to a priest who knows about all this Egypt shit. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. Yes. Uh, so Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, kind of goes through this, you know, oh, we've got to get her to get the stones to save the world because she's the fifth element. And, you know, they drop the fifth element, you know, several times. So in the movie. many times. Uh, yeah. So many times in the movie. Um, so the but, stones. Yeah, so they say you need. Or go ahead. Yeah. Four four stones are the four elements. They they represent the four elements, which is earth, wind, fire, water. Um, and she is the fifth element, which uh, spoiler alert is love. Um, so of course it is. Yeah. Did somebody watched Captain Planet or no? They did. Sex because... in the tube is the fifth earth. element. Tube yeah. sex. Wind. Uh, Luke Besson has March. since given a an Fire. interview where he basically literally says that. Yeah. <laughs> recently. Uh, you know, when I was thinking about Not the title, recently, but I... like years after the movie oh. came out. I was always thinking about this as the elements with regards to like the periodic table, and I'm like, there's a lot more than five. Yeah. Why is this special? But Come on. Could have just been think about, about it in a more fantastical element. way. Think about it I like know. an Avatar: The Last Airbender. Well, no, since this was a sci-fi movie, I thought like pinging against science would be a thing that would make sense. Well, it's so? it's a mystical and science thing right yeah so it's one of those mystical alien ancient aliens things they do have an ancient alien thing going on with like a they're in egypt and there's aliens um, i love that they I just mean, fucking blow up oh that rule <laughs> very good um i, I love um, that the guy a, the, the, there's so the aliens that we're talking about are kind of like these robot bug men and they just move so slow they move and great they're not even hilarious. evil they're they're actually the good guys but um this one guy sets off a door to close, and it's, I guess it closes forever. Um, and so the, the priest <laughs> yeah. there is like, oh, no, you can still make it. And the guy just kind of shuffles, and he's like, oh. He's like, I don't really <laughs> Slowly And the, 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 the door the just, door. like, closes on his hand. And I'm like, that's it? He, that is he dead? Like, it just closed so on his bad. hand. That's it. Huh? <laughs> that guy wanted to die so bad. He's I guess so. Literally, like, I know I can hero. make it, but... Almost in his dialogue, he's like, I know I could make this, but I, I choose Be not to. Good. That's not important. You do this. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I'm busy. Go. You stay. That's Me the, go. It's the in-water ending for that guy. <laughs> um, anyway. Lilo, yes. has to get these Lilo has to get these stones to save the world. She has to bring them back to this Egyptian temple. Um, and... So the military gets involved, the like space marine military, which Corbin used to be part of. They're like, we need you to get these stones. We're, All the you people know, who are better than you thing. are dead. Yep. Um, and then this other guy has to get these stones. This um, um, Zorg, 
Zorp. Yes, Zorg, who's got Zerp. Zerp. Zorp. <laughs> Zip. Um. Zap Brannigan. <laughs> Ooh, <nice>. um, <laughs> he's got to get the stones for the evil shadow man, evil guy. Um, and he's... Yeah, the, the, the big ball of shadow calls him on the phone. Yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> it, which is hilarious. Um, and he, this guy is working with this other race of aliens who um, they end up kind of infighting because he doesn't want to pay them because they, he di- they didn't bring him the stones the first time. And then the priest needs to get Lilu to the stones. The stones end up being on another planet, which is like very a pa- chaotic set pieces because of this stuff. Yeah. So, because it's a very tangled uh, people with the same goals who don't talk to each other yeah. all going to the same That's place right. to do the same thing. And so multiple set pieces of this movie happen in a way that is where everyone kind of gets tangled up in each other. And it seems like intentionally so. Like yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, this is how I want the movie to be, even though it could be a very defined good versus mind. evil. It's like there the, are a couple of good guys his, and a couple of evil guys. Apartment. None of them talked to each other before they showed up. <laughs> Yeah, the scene in his apartment was so chaotic, and I love it. Um, so they they go to the Paradise Planet. They meet this guy Ruby Rod. Ruby Rod um, was originally intended to be played by Prince. Um, so imagine yeah. that, <laughs> but it was not played by Prince. That, but this guy tracks. did an amazing yeah. job. Um, yeah, so he's, he's definitely he, channeling that energy. Oh yeah, he's he's amazing. Um, and he does a radio show, and he's like, throughout the like last act of the movie, he's you know kind of. You know, not really one of the main characters, but he's he's there and he's fun. Um, so they all like on on the paradise planet where they're on a all on a big cruise ship is the big last like set piece adventure half of the movie where they get the stones and they gotta get back home and they gotta you know put them in the temple and then um, Lilu ends up being like her her fifth element is love and then she um, lasers the giant space ball that's about to hit Earth. And everyone lives happily ever after. They fuck in a tube. Um, the end. And it is such a wild ride. And I love it. And there are, like, there are criticisms I can make about the movie. Like, I know there's, like, things I could say, like, oh, there's a bit of racism in here. There's a bit of, you know, like, Ruby Rod. I'm not sure if I want to be, like, oh, it's obviously a gay stereotype. But I'm like, no, they were using Prince. And Prince is Prince. So yeah, it's and, a, it's and a, he fucks like four times in this movie. Oh yeah, like you know, it, he he's him. not gay. He, I, I mean, at least I think in the context good, of the film, he, kind he's, of he's Hollywood stereotype very... kind of thing. Yeah, hey, I, I don't think right, they, you know, I think right. people so, like are honestly reading into it too much when there's way he, more blatant he eats stereotypes. Pussy on camera. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it, it's, <laughs> it's just kind of like a eh thing I have. Sometimes, yeah, but I yeah, love absolutely. Ruby Rod. I, I love it. His yeah, name is Ruby I, Rod. One um, of the most fun parts yeah. of this movie. Um, but, yeah, so I, I had so much fun. At, like I went through a phase in, um, like, freshman year college where I didn't have any I didn't have any friends that I really wanted to hang out with very much. Um, so I was alone a lot, and I was just going through movies that I just, I would just watch. Um, I was like, oh, I need to catch up on this. I need to catch up on that. I watched Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. I watched this. Oh, I watched, you know, the Dragonheart movies. I watched, like, I, have, I watched all of Dr. Who and Torch you definitely Boy. have. You definitely have a type. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I watched a ton of shit, and this was one of the things I watched. And I was like, I love this fucking movie. Um, and I will sometimes reference Multipass. These guys didn't get it. They <laughs> oh, didn't get is that, it. Oh, that's no. why you we're doing this, isn't it? Um, and then... <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I think you had said um, exactly multifaceted. Off the show, I have like, seen this movie, but I didn't guys, react yeah. to it because I was just like, like, what am I supposed to say to that? Like, there's no response in the movie or <laughs> you, anything. You, you say no. Like you say yeah. Line. She knows it's a multipass. Um, <laughs> of course. Or or um, for a while after I watched this movie, I, I would just kind of go like, you know, like when when I want somebody to go away, um, which Ruby Rod does to people. Um, anyway, we I'm green? excited to, um, oh, yeah. you know, hear you yeah. guys' takes on green it. Green is so like a, green. yeah, yeah green. Instead of cool. we're green. We should, we should start saying that. That I like. Super green. <laughs> super green. We're green. We're green. Super yeah. green. She's a super green. Mm-hmm. Better super than green, the bada green. boom thing that they start. Oh. I'm happy they didn't call back to that too much because I didn't they really. love that. I, I didn't think that hit yeah. as well as the, some of the other slang that they were using in the movie. No, it wasn't really even slang. It was just kind of like the only thing they mutually understood. <laughs> Yeah, um, weird. That's that's, a, that's another thing that might come up is the born sexy yesterday trope, which again yes. I didn't even really hate that one in this. Um, normally I hate that trope. Normally it's awful, but in this one I was just like, all right, it's okay. I like Lilu. She's fun. One thing um, for me, that especially mentioning yeah. how much. Yeah, the, Kim, actually, was it the director? First. Do you want me to go yeah. first? Yeah, sure. Oh wow, yeah, wow! I shoehorned my way in. So the <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, the director was horny. You don't have to do work name? that hard. <laughs> For the main actress, uh, uh, Mila Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. the director Jovovich. was wicked horny for her. Jovovich. Is that what we were talking? Oh, about? Well, actually, there were like so, three thousand tryouts for the person, but he yeah. definitely was. But he didn't know he wanted her before the the movie yeah. Like, yeah. started. So you know? so basically, uh, actually, a little bit more backstory um, to tie into what we did for the first segment. Um, Luke Besson had the idea for this movie when he was about sixteen. He worked on it for like a bazillion years until he. You know, got a little bit of acclaim, and then um, he was able to make this movie. And he was definitely horny for the character of Lilu. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that um, Corbin Dallas was his, like, oh, that's me if I was a beefy, cool dude. Um, and so... Very funny for him to get Bruce Willis for that. Yeah. That's another story. Was Hard, he he was like, he me. thought Bruce Willis was going to be too expensive for him, but he ran into Bruce Willis while talking to somebody else. Actually, while talking about to Bruce Willis's wife and he showed up and Bruce Willis was like, yeah, let me see the script and we'll work something out, which is actually really cool. Um, yeah. It said so, uh, he accepted the role two hours after reading the script. Yeah. That's wow. like awesome. Actually. Yeah. That's really awesome of him. Um, they so, pulled a dump truck of money out to my house. <laughs> I'm not made of stone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so he, he did this film. Um, and he's he's kind of an auteur, but, like, this is a fun auteur movie. This isn't, like, a stuck-up-its-own-ass auteur mo- movie, you know? Like a Death Stranding kind of thing. It's not one of those kind of things. Um, mm. Controversial. <laughs> it um, was more fun to watch. Yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> so, um, he, because Lilu as a character is his, like, manic pr- pixie dream girl girlfriend um, thing, um, he ended up kind of... I feel like it's a weird grooming situation, to be very honest with you. Mm, magic because wife. Mila, Mila was yeah. very young. I mean, not, like, underage young, but she was pretty young. She was just breaking into the industry. She was, you know, like, 20, maybe, when they were making this. And they got married when he was, he was 39 and she was 22. And that was after, during making this movie. Um, and they spoke <laughs> the language that Lilu speaks um, in the movie. They spoke it to each other on oh, set. Bleh. And it's just several really letters weird. to each other, and that's stupid. That's twins. right, oh, alleged God, friend. Just really You're weird. canceled. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's it's really uh, weird. Canceled. 
I can't cancel him over it. It's just really weird and creepy. But they did get divorced a few years later, and I'm like, they, they, for good. a fun time, go to his Wikipedia page and read the allegation section. Oh God. <laughs> it's um, required reading. For I this only episode. clicked on it and saw that he had and four. Yeah, he had been divorced like four times, three times in ten years, I think. And I was like, wow, he's really putting in the hours. On yeah, I mean that that's <laughs> that's not super uncommon in Hollywood. It's yeah, it's still weird. Working overtime at the divorce factory. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> he's yeah. racking up those <laughs> the divorce factory. Okay, I'm sorry for interrupting. <laughs> you can but that's no it's that's okay. another that's, thing that's some context for the movie about lilu yes and um, that's so. my first thought it, it's probably happened in other works of like other media is like when a character a main character every other character has to comment on how hot she is or how mm-hmm. hot they are oh, uh, specifically Mila jovovich uh but also yeah. because she keeps dating directors <laughs> but um it's I, I was joking with Emily while we were watching this. I don't think she's in a single movie where somebody doesn't comment on how hot she is in the script. Yeah. Like, I can't think of a single <laughs> time I've seen her attractive. on screen. She's pretty attractive. I like tiny boobs. Wow. Yep. I can't argue with that. I'm not saying that she's not attractive. She definitely is. <laughs> but it's funny that in every movie she's in, somebody stops the movie to go, wow, what a babe. Am I right? Uh, also yeah. the same thing. Something I wish happened in movies. I think it's a comedy bang bang or a freedom bit where they say, like, so they should have been... In this movie, someone should have said, "Hey, aren't you Mila Jovovich?" Like that. I always want that to happen in a movie, and they bring it up in on Comedy Bang Bang. Like it's, Bruce one time, Willis is driving a cab. Yeah, one time in Star Trek, they should cab. have been like, "Are you Whoopi Goldberg?" <laughs> she's, she's the bartender. Um, but yeah, so hey, don't they do that in airplane? They do that in airplane. The kid yeah. goes up to the basketball player. One of the pilots is like, "Hey, you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar." Yeah. He's like, uh, no, "No, I'm not. We do, we do, we probably just look like." And he's like, like, "My dad says you got one of those He's like, "Hey, tell your dad that's really hard. You bust our ass out there every day." That scene is so good. It's also great stunt casting to get a NBA player as your co-pilot. Just because you well, yeah, wrestler is the president in this movie. Did they? Who was that? Yeah, uh, he, well, he he would wrestle under the name Tiny sometimes, but I'm trying to remember. I think he also wrestled under the name Zeus for a little while. Um, Let me tell you, he doesn't. I'm trying to remember his I, actual name. I mean, the, uh, the president. Has Jack shit I, no, I, to do with this movie. In this movie <laughs> yeah, fun. because the because we brought up the president, I I was just completely struck by how little he actually he does, does in this film. Yeah, he okay. He's I mean, like he's so, a figurehead. That's that's what he does. Well, the guy's he's, name is he's, Tom Lister Jr. Oh, nice. Well, it, it's, I'm okay yeah, with so him he, just being the president and answering some phone calls, but he's in so much of this movie doing nothing. Like, they keep cutting back to him to be like, I don't know oh, look if that's how a French commentary <laughs> on what they think of the government. My general Maybe. is stupid. <laughs> yeah, they still are. I mean, oh, and was he stupid? Actually, Boy. He wasn't really stupid. He was, it was more like people give him information and he just kind of looks at them like... He, yeah, he doesn't make any bad happening. decisions because he doesn't yeah. make any decisions. Yeah. Um, that could, that could actually, be a thing because they do show him celebrating later and that could be a commentary. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, um, he didn't do anything. I, that was very funny. Yeah. He's got yeah, champagne, champagne in hand being informed that they're about to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite moment with him was when the priest, priest Cornelius comes up and he's like, here's the storybook about this random-ass alien mystical shit. And the way the president looks at him is just like, I can't like it's not really disbelief <laughs> it's more like out. <laughs> why do I have to deal with this garbage like except like resignation really yeah um and then later on um 
there's a recurring joke where um, Bruce Willis's mom calls him during the movie, um, and she's just a <laughs> oh, nagging yeah. bit. bitch. You know, I actually really love it. <laughs> um, it's pretty funny. And uh, she calls, and they like um, the president's assistant picks up and then gives it to the president, and he's like, "Oh, Mrs. Dallas, oh, we're so happy." And and she's like convinced that it's Corbin uh, trying to trick her. And she, she's like, the president, you don't sound like an idiot. The president's an idiot. Yeah. The president's an idiot. You don't sound like an idiot. And I'm like, what a backhanded compliment. It's a, a bizarre runner, yeah. truly. No, I, I actually I, kind I, of I can't say I was I, a fan I, of Well, that's of my biggest that problem with this movie, I think, is that I feel like it's only R rated so that they can show her tits. Like, that's the yeah, only reason. Twice. It, this should yeah. be a PG 13 movie because the plot is I don't is know PG-13. that it would have been rated the same in France. Oh yeah, that's I think normal. that's a very that's American like, thing. Yeah, but like it's it's a kids movie plot. Like it's you I have mean they to fuck at the very end. They one drop of blood so in this there is a sex movie. scene. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, All actually, there's also a sex scene with Ruby. Ruby riding one of the flight attendants. Oh, that's oh, true. Great scene. I was gonna say all the R-rated <laughs> stuff is around based around Lilu. Like, but you're right. There is the the funny yeah. uh, Ruby Rod uh, sex scenes are pretty funny. But um, it's giving head. Yeah, it's just like, I think I would have liked this more if it was just they created, they cloned, or they 3D printed the perfect being, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, she's using 100% of her bones or whatever, and then the government... <laughs> it's true. The, I'm using 100% of my bones. And then, like, the government wants to get her, but Bruce Willis is in love with her. I think that should have been the movie. They don't need... But that's, like, every plot, Yeah, though. that's boring. Like, that's, that's very hack, this movie I enhanced think. by having the embodiment of evil be a big meatball heading towards the Earth? They need to get four no, crystals out of a lady's body? No, but it's enhanced by everything else. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it's at least weird for that. Yeah. I don't know if it's better I mean, for that. As much but, as I'm kind of like, yeah. oh, the, the weird giant planet-sized formation of evil is weird and nobody ever explains it i like that it has contracted zorg because zorg is like i love his actor honestly like it's what a fucking bizarre accent i truly could not understand what he was doing with southern accent and i actually find it to be kind of intimidating um it's real it's he's such a strange character yeah i I actually kind of like it i wish that it was just him hunting her down though like with his crazy halo gun that he gets that shoots like yeah, it seems like none of them yeah, really there's a button that explodes everyone him. in the it's room it's all about the stones after a while well it's so funny because he gets to the ship that they're on and they they get into the elevator while he gets out two separate elevators and that's like the symbolism of like oh he's not gonna get it he failed in getting them, and that's like it. And then he blows up and dies. Yeah, they they, they miss each other in the plot of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Like he's there to get them. They just never kind of. And then he blows yeah. up. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I think that the Bruce Willis being in love with her thing is weird. Like I guess his wife is supposed to be dead, or no, his wife left him, or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she cheated like, on him. She with the wire. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, you, like, he sees like the her. There's, like, the phone conversation he has with his buddy. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of phone yeah, conversations. The last two letters he got. Yeah. In the movie, otherwise. But, yeah, so then he sees her, and he's like, I found my new wife. And he keeps calling her. We kept joking 
watching the movie. Oh, perfect wife, ultimate wife being uh, look, <laughs> look, he got his perfect wife, and then he keep then he starts doing it too, and we're like, oh, I guess that is just the movie. Is he's like, uh, it's my wife. I gotta save my. I mean, if somebody wife. called me suddenly called me their wife, um, I mean, I guess it depends on the person. But if they suddenly called me their wife, I I'd just accept it. You know. Yeah, it's one of those funny um, comedy movie things. Is like when you're trying to get into a fancy restaurant or whatever, and you're like, "Oh, are you two together?" And you're like, "Uh, yeah, that's my wife." And then now you have to. Pretend yeah, I mean that's wife. exactly what happens. But the thing is, he actually is like falling in love with her, so it's right. a little bit weird, especially. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Cam, Cam, um, go on. What did you think about the the world in this movie? Um, like the the I... like the, the kind of thing it creates it's like a kind of sort of dystopia but they don't go into it like the tone of the movie is very lighthearted, but they present a world that sucks in every way they show you the blade runner world and then set a comedy in it yeah i yeah. love <laughs> yeah actually the cruise ship i the mm-hmm. the biggest problem with wally is that Boston we don't Paris. get more cruise ship space cruise ship <laughs> and i loved seeing the big resort cruise ship it's the same as my love for hotels it's like oh i get to look at this big fancy thing that it would it would be cool to go here. Like I wanted, I liked seeing them walk around. I, I really loved the cop out. Let's get him tickets to a carnival. Cruise. Yes, like the the cop out of, um, they're giving him the tour of the crazy spaceship and how cool it is and how advanced it is, and then they go and here's the opera, which is designed exactly like an Earth opera, or like an old school opera, <laughs> and it's like played as a joke of like, and we just used that opera set for this part. <laughs> like we didn't we didn't design mm-hmm. anything different for that part. It's space. Yeah. space. And then um, they have a... Uh, yeah, that's... I, think that I, think about it, I wonder if that was supposed, meant to be the pun. Yeah. I oh, thought it was a maybe. bit of a joke, space but maybe... opera. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if... Was space opera a phrase in 1997? Oh, yeah. Space opera has been a phrase since, like, the 40s. Okay. Hmm. I didn't... I, I don't know. Um, but Bing yeah, was I, remarking I the... during the opera that she's like, I wish that, the, that this was more alien because we have her... And then we have the, like, evil aliens. And then we have the ones that got destroyed. Like, we don't... We have all humans. And the humans are not mingling with any aliens whatsoever. Yeah. It is cheaper. I'm going with... I'm with Alex. It's probably... <laughs> it was cheaper. I'm... I'm um, and then I was well, like, that's why well... why they blow up the big yeah, practical... I was also kind of like... Different well, aliens that are all in big practical Yeah, I, I was also, also kind of like... Well, the, kind it of seems stuff. like the humans colonized the, the galaxy, so yeah. all they the other... They couldn't afford giant women. Ones, she was too tall for the they, budget. Yeah, they could only afford one blue Small lady. Small woman. Um, but also, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, I like this. We're not t- we're not on prequels budget. Like what? Um, I know you can't have that bubble uh, opera. Phantom that. Menace. Co- Phantom Menace comes out the same same oh, year. I should have made it. The Twilix in Phantom Menace. I should have made. Or it. did they not come out until until uh, Attack of the Clones? Alex, you would know this. I don't know which alien that is. Uh, the I'm one with fun. the blue head tails. Uh, no, those are yeah, Camino. That's episode two. No, 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 no. Uh, no. That's Cam- Camino is the one with the long necks. Oh wait, what do you think? No, it's, it's the, the ones with the the, the, t- the head tails. You know, Anakin's they got the big flesh. Oh, oh like... Uh, no, Ashoka Tano is that. Like, that's also not what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I, I thought it was... Bit... Kit Fisto, that kind of alien? Man, sort did, of. I'm just going to send a picture. go back and watch these movies again? I... No. Yeah, apparently... we'll have to wait till next year. We're going to do cycles of three years just doing yeah. the prequels <laughs> over and over again? That would be very funny. No. Well, no, it's Rogue One next year. That'll okay. be a nice chance. Or Solo, it depends, actually. I don't know How have you worked yourself into this? What do you mean? <laughs> it's just the way it is. Hey, what do you propose we do otherwise, Nick? 
Mm, I'll true. get to it later. This is not the time. Right, let's but, let's um, let Cam finish. Cam, <laughs> can I talk about like the movies? Uh, not really. I thought it was. Yeah. I think it would have been more fun as. Uh, I don't know, like a more a kiddier movie or a more adult movie. movie. Like it, it kind of tries to do. I don't know if, like Seb said, it might be the French thing, but they, then they have sex in the tube. I don't know if that happens in every French movie or whatever. So that's like I think so. I, I honestly, in like the small sample size I have, it's a pretty remarkable. Yeah, thing. And they, I mean, they in, in easily French, the term for sex whatever. is on le tube. So, you know. <laughs> oh, nice, 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 nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I I, um, I liked Bruce Willis in it. He was really good. Um, I liked the crazy apartment and the casino, and Ruby Rod was pretty funny. But I didn't... The fucking kung fu scene was so bad. It was, like, embarrassingly choreographed. Like, she, she does the no-looking um, punch, like, where you just raise mm-hmm. your hand like black power next to your head and knock someone out. She does that like four mm-hmm. times. And it's, there's one part where she's holding, uh, she's got both her arms on a guy to hold him and then does like the Kung Pao foot just comes up from off screen and yeah. kicks a yeah. guy. <laughs> and she's the I think, ultimate I think like, it's meant to be a funny bit. Yeah. yeah well, if it was, it's meant it, to be a funny was. bit. But, Especially uh, considering yeah, it's it set funny, to yeah. opera music that's kind of been like technoized. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that part I like. Insane opera music. I, I liked that. It. Well, they, it was, mixed they, they were trying to write. Like, the the song was they were trying, trying to write movie. something that humans could not do. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that, and that's a real opera person too who's saying that. Yes. 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 Uh, with her voice edited together. Yes. Um, oh. Apparently, uh, Bruce Willis had not heard or seen her. Like she hadn't. He hadn't heard the opera, and he hadn't mm-hmm. seen the costume. So that's his genuine reaction, which I'm not sure they really needed. To do that, but that Stupid. is his genuine reaction. His genuine act, uh, reaction was confusion and crying. Con- confusion and crying, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Confused uh, crying. And then, once they got to the cruise ship, I found myself just wanting to watch Spaceballs. But that kind of happens with every other movie, too. So, <laughs> like, they have a, a cruise ship evacuation scene, and I could not stop thinking mm-hmm. about the end of Spaceballs, where they're all getting Space in the pods. And I watched the... Spaceballs oh, no. once, and I don't remember where I was. Oh, you gotta watch I, it. You're probably in a movie. I don't remember where I was when I watched that. Maybe on a couch. I was on What's a couch, but I don't know who's couch. What's happening now It wasn't at yeah. my parents' house. I think maybe the... I just didn't really like the romance of he's she just falls in love with him for some reason and then like he falls in love with her. Her element. You could say is because love. she's so she falls in love with him because her element is love. Yes. The space and laser. Also, is he was the first thing that she saw ever. So that's what like I. I that's what I'm saying. I feel like these it's are two duckling. idiots who they. Both open their eyes, see each other, and decide to get married. Like, they're just like, I know well, doesn't you. Doesn't she see the scientist first? Doesn't she want to marry the scientist? Uh, she wants to marry the tube. That's why she fucks in the tube. Oh, yeah. oh I think you figured this out, Ken. Um, it's probably the only place she can fight. But I, did you have a favorite scene? Uh, yeah, when the big fat robots are waddling around. That was really fun. <laughs> they're very silly. I did actually they're very, very, very much like that. I loved the the huge, weird practical effect. I want to know what of, she was supposed uh, to look like before. Guys. Because so she is... Like regenerated from like a finger bone inside of a weird glove that was part of a weird Iron Maiden. 
And I'm like, is she actually supposed to look like this, or is it the closest approximation that this I thought uh, that machine can make? They were huh. just wearing suits. Like the other people might look similar to her. Maybe <laughs> it's a Prometheus thing. Oh God! Don't even get me started. <laughs> but yes. I think they're supposed to be like. Uh, I I think I'm pretty sure Mass Effect stole it from these guys, but mm. I, I think they're supposed to be like the Quarians, where they have they to have wear a suit because the environment's like poisonous to them, kind of thing. Um, real quick, the, uh, it Prometheus. Oh, or it's like it is the same with this movie. Or like just little tiny flesh blobs <laughs> inside of a trash can. Yeah, Jesus. But it, in Prometheus, they take the crazy design from Alien. Like, well, look at this crazy alien, and then. They're, then in Prometheus, they retcon that as like, oh, that was a helmet. He looks like a man on the inside. It's like, he's a blue man. The space jockey's original design That's so much. That's such, like, like Nick was saying, human-centric. Like, uh, everyone must look like us, right? The, they created the cool us. People. They have to look like us. It's one yeah, thing to do it in Star Trek because you're not confident in be able, being able to make a prosthetic. Budget, but yeah. if, like, you've got... Yeah, it's but hard if to ancient like, Romans if you are can aliens, do whatever actually. you want, then give them some fucking head tentacles or whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, but uh, make it interesting in some way. Oh, Cam, what do you think of the fashion in this movie? Because it's all over the place. I want Bruce to Willis' that. shirt is horrible. Uh, he all right. Bruce, Bruce Willis looks like Duke Nukem <laughs> in this movie. You know what? I'll agree with you. Was he done just needs by some a famous French designer. Yeah, it shows. Yeah. Um, if he had a red shirt instead of an orange one, he would have ended up. The perfect yeah, lady. No, he does have like the straps, the straps in the back of his shirt. Yeah, it looks. I was like, oh, I was like yeah. So yeah, so she gets to put on a normal outfit, but then has to wear a sexy I'm rubber lingerie. Jovovich and she's very excited about it too. <laughs> yeah, she like, loves her rubber fucking horny bikini that she wears. Her rubber over thong, her regular clothes. Um, it's I have 1997. She's wearing a very long receipt. <laughs> Very long that doesn't scene. make any sense. <laughs> oh, wait, in the beginning? When she... <laughs> yeah. yeah. She bought um, two that, things at CVS and my, went home. Uh, that, that reminds me, CVS receipts are a thing. Um, one time my, my oldest oh, yeah. brother posted a picture of a CVS receipt next to um, my nephew when he was like five, <laughs> right? And he's like, oh, he's half as tall as a CVS receipt because he actually was because the fucking CVS receipt was six feet long. It's crazy. I think it's mm-hmm. a good marketing stunt. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Even though it's probably, it's just to give you coupons and then you come back, but it's funny. Yeah, but the coupons are only for like $1 and they last like a day. Oh, I remember the last thing I wanted to say. Okay. I, like Nick said, um, or I guess, no, you were talking about Futurama. Like I expected to see this yeah. and then understand a lot of, like sci-fi tropes and stuff but oh no it's not like a foundational work no. it's just like something that people enjoy yeah it's a time. cult classic and, and it was like way that. way more successful in europe than it was here right. not that it was unsuccessful here it did fine here but it did like crazy oh, good also europe. they do so much star wars shit it's embarrassing like they literally have star destroyers the, Obi-Wan. the pilots of those star destroyers look exactly like colorful versions of the the empire people who pilot the star destroyers um, Obi-Wan is literally in this movie, but he acts different. <laughs> I was going to say it reminded me way more of Judge Dredd, but I guess I'll get to that in my, uh, yeah. in my, uh, impressions. Well, he is the law? No, the, the design of the world, and it's like a very mega city one, and all the, all the I don't know anything I just meant Judge those Dredd, couple so. things, like, oh, like, okay. there is a guy, in a, an old guy with a white beard and a, a Caesar cut wearing a brown robe over tan clothes. And he's a priest. And he's a priest, just like Obi Wan. <laughs> and then the Star Destroyer. Well, I mean, they are the Jedi are yeah, religious. Are weird religious people. 
but yeah, oh, I have my own problems with the Jedi, but I think we talked about that enough. Yeah, <laughs> the you Jedi, think are, Jedi evil? are evil? Is that what you said? <laughs> Not from my perspective. <laughs> from a, from a certain point of view, I suppose. Mm. You will try, I guess, to All think right. that. I don't All know. Right. All I don't right. know. Hold on. Yeah, uh, it was a movie. I don't even know if I can give it a. We don't give ratings on this show. We don't give ratings on this show, yeah, generally. I'm trying to. Yeah, but if you it's have not October. Phone, if you're like, it was all right, or I uh, thought it was better, I wish she wore a longer you seat. Give it a color. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. What Whatever color Whatever your thoughts you on the movie were, that's what we're about. Um, I would give what this color? a hard-to-look-at orange, like Bruce Willis's shirt. Mm, that's a that's a very okay. uh, appropriate color. I'm sorry, you, you didn't Alex? Like you were watching it at the same time as Ken. No, it's okay. I mean, I I expected to like it a lot more. It's just I think I, maybe I went in expecting the wrong tone. I didn't know what kind of movie this was, and then it was confusing to me. Yeah, when me I saw neither. It. Yeah, it was like almost. Um, no, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Even Adventure calling space. it. A comedy yeah, I I was definitely mixed on this. There, I I definitely agree with cam and that i didn't know what to expect with the tone and um it took me a while to come around to liking some of the jokes uh, and i think a lot of them are <laughs> pretty lazy and not funny uh like his mom calling and stuff right. like that but uh i did like i did like a lot of this stuff later on i think uh, uh we were talking about uh ruby ruby rod yes. and mm-hmm. he's really fun uh oh, he's great. a lot of the a lot of the bits with him like him literally uh, eating pussy on the, on I the wish I could talk while she's standing up, and then he keeps coming, standing up to talk to her, and then going back down. No, yeah, she's like, "Are yeah. you? Do you really? Have you really like never felt this way before?" And he he comes up and he looks at her and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like sure." <laughs> really, yeah, F- fascinating character, and really livened up the last act of this given that I eclair think. yeah because they, God, they, uh, I think they recognize that they don't that none of the characters they have are very well suited to comic relief it's funny that yeah. they team them the up because half. she gets knocked out she gets shot in an air vent and, and then she a very gruesome scene where she's like agonizingly in pain like yeah and then they leave her for about 20 minutes yeah she's just out of the movie <laughs> while ruby rod yeah, and I'm, I'm just kind of like, Bruce hey, Bruce Willis, are you concerned about her or not? Like, Your, your wife your is an event. Your wife got shot. <laughs> well, she said that she would protect him, so he's like, okay. That's true. Then she does funny kung fu. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't really know what to make of a lot of the, the, the plot stuff. I know Cam was saying that it, he thought it would have been better if it was a little bit more straightforward. I, I liked that some of this stuff was there, but it didn't. It didn't add a ton. Like, I think this is a unique film because it has just so much dumb nonsense in it. But I also am like, well, it's clear that this, like, they wanted to make a love story and I get it. But also, like, there's a big ball and they have rocks that came out of a lady. Robots that don't want to live that show up every 300 years. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of things there because it's like, oh, that sounds cool or it will look cool. And Mm -hmm. to an extent it did. And I get it. But I am also I was also like a little fatigued by just everything it threw at me, and I guess that's the theme of this month because that was a lot of my experience with uh, the Speed Racer movie as well, mm. uh, but in a very different way because uh, that movie was uh, over designed to a point, and this movie is over designed because it, it was look, it was over designed because it was written because for this is a years. personal project because this is a passion project. It has all the strengths and weaknesses of one of those in that you get unique ideas and strong creative vision but it also means that somebody's been thinking about this for a long time and it hasn't been workshopped all that much 
with other people. It's been right. Yeah. If you bounce this day. idea off someone else, they would ask some of the questions like, what is the deal with the big ball? How does of the ball yes. call him on the phone? It's, it's kind of like, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> when this kind of thing happens, and I said earlier that I would have like a, I have a quick five on has been hotel because of, of this same thing. Vivzy pop has had her same characters since she was a teenager and she has not changed the designs of literally any of them. They must be fucking hell to animate. She hasn't changed their backstories. She hasn't changed literally anything about them. They are still in the comedy of the cartoon is still exactly the same as you would expect to come out of a 16 years year old mouth. Um, so like, and <laughs> that's a controversial opinion is I don't like has been hotel, but it's, it's the same thing. You know, if, that. if you refuse, you know, anyone to look at this for that many years and it's just stuck in your head, there's going to be some flaws in it that, you know, might not have otherwise been there. You know. Yeah, I think we're well. We we name checked Kojima earlier in the episode. I, I don't know if that may be added or whatever, but um, it 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 strikes me as a very similar problem of like um, I I I do like I I like auteur stuff. I like the idea that someone can prevent a vision or someone can make something that's so weird because it came from their diseased brain. Um, <laughs> Good way but al- but also you need somebody to keep that on track to make media that is enjoy- enjoyable that tracks that makes sense uh people people always I, mention that uh documentary on the make or not documentary the making of episode one when they're like in boardrooms and george lucas says some horrible god-awful idea and everyone agrees with him like reluctantly mm-hmm. yeah you you need someone to say no to you at a, mm-hmm. at, at certain points i because th- i think like a, a lot of creativity is making making concessions and i think like making a concession to uh the viewer or reader or what experience is something that uh these guys generally don't want to make compromises on and i i don't know this is my general auteur gripes anyway but uh, yeah well i mean it's like people talk about like it's completely like you know unsourced claims but uh, kojima used to have a co-writer on metal gear solid one two and three and then he loses the co-writer and the stories get a lot worse and there could be a lot of other things happening there. But, uh, mm-hmm. if the, the fan narrative is to be believed, it's because like, it's like, Hey, Metal Gear Solid 4 sucks because he didn't have an editor. Like he, <laughs> he had no, he right. had no editor. So there's like two hours of cutscenes at once at a time, you know, and that's starts to cause problems somewhere. And uh, yeah. I, I always love these stories because I, to me, the hubris of a creator is so much more interesting to me than some something that was cut down by a corporation or whatever. Like, uh, even though I think that the stuff that Cam was telling me about Prometheus is completely vile, uh, it, is a, <laughs> it is a director's vision. I, and know. I do, to some degree, So I have really to hate that it. part of Prometheus, and I've been holding back on doing an Alien episode, but or a Prometheus episode yeah. specifically, but I did really, I did like Prometheus because of how bonkers it yeah. is. You like and I, uh, maybe I should go back and give it another shot because my I first time should. I was so mad at that There's movie. a lot to be mad at, so but mad. you have to just, I, you yeah. have to go in and be like, I know what this is, I know it doesn't make any sense and it fucks up a lot of stuff, but the basic stuff. When we hold it, holding on to a cop a vhs of the 1979 alien like as a comfort blanket or yeah. something the whole time i watched just it. have an alien on slightly out of focus so that you can whenever you're mad at prometheus you can look over and alien is on and then that's the correct way to watch prometheus and also to not think about it after you watch it yes 
Um, but yeah, I don't. This I kind of lost the plot here a little bit. But uh, yeah, I I enjoyed this movie. I think it was uh, it was messy, but it was messy in a way that was at least entertaining. Even like asking any questions about any of the things that happen in this film uh, just sends you down a real rabbit hole. But like that can be fine. That can be fun. I um, I think I like the last act a lot more than a lot of the setup yeah. stuff. Uh, when Bob Odenkirk I, comes in and pretends to be a surgeon. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a real common theme. Shit. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, this was this was solid. This was fun. I, uh, I definitely I don't I don't like the whole magic girlfriend thing. Really, like I, I don't know how additive she was. I mean, she, obviously it's the main plot of the movie. Yeah, the story but... doesn't work without her, but if you can still not like she's the she yeah. object they with, need to bring to a place and plug her right, in yeah. so that she shoots a laser out. And they have the stones. They really only needed one of the and other. The stones are in the yeah. opera lady. Yeah. Does anyone else have any yeah, thoughts? Yeah, that's also that? that a weird thing. <laughs> Why'd she do that? Like, Did I, she I know she was going to get shot? And I forgot that that happened, and as soon as she like got shot, I, I was they, like, oh they yeah. They do kind of they do she kind of them. prove their own. Did she? That I was thinking. Hold on, Dick. Six did, different did she people. eat them? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I feel How like did she get them in there? She not didn't eat enough. Them. So, what I'm thinking is, uh, <laughs> like, they they kind of show their work in terms of like, well, did she really have to put them inside her body? Because uh, three di- separate different people would have stolen them if they were just a physical thing somewhere but they were so huge they're like, massive I'm thinking about they the only show him pull out one and then he has three body. later and you're like oh my god yeah. i am glad that they washed off the the alien yeah, guts they them uh, when they I went to go put them in the thing um for for, um, hold on, for the the listener if yeah, we have any yeah. left still she they need these <laughs> stones they got to bring them somewhere and the opera lady is working with them she's like an agent that they need to meet up with the to diva. get the stones the opera gets interrupted and she gets shot in the stomach and he's like where are the stones and she's like they're in me and he reaches in the gunshot room the stones are inside yeah, and he pulls like, which is generally for a second and i'm like is, how did you figure this out like that was the last thing i would have thought like i would not have thought that was literal well if she says well it's yeah it seems like a it seems like something you'd say like yeah as a symbolism yeah. thing and then he'd be like what does that mean and then he'd like notice something and then that would be it but like yeah, it, it is literally inside her body. She was just, the hole was just put in her <laughs> Yeah, face. luckily would she, she got shot like, and there was already a hole. She looks pretty, you know, like, slim, slim. too. You know, I mean, not skinny. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm like, if you had that, like, these stones are not small. They're What's a it? large, They're like prism-shaped thing. I'm trying to think of, like, yeah. a real They were, like, movie. half the size of her torso. Yeah, I'm like, she would have For one. Very and there were three friendly. in there. Or four in there? Oh, my God, yeah. there were four. Yeah. Right there. there were four. Yeah. Holy shit. It's like fitting three modems um, in your body yeah. or four exactly. modems. <laughs> how many how many routers, routers could you swallow? Can you eat before you must have incredible internet. <laughs> I wonder if the little tentacles on her back are her like antennae. Yeah, her Wi-Fi. Maybe she can vacuum stuff up, up with them. <laughs> um, meanwhile, like, Ruby like he's, he's like taking the stones out of her stomach, and Ruby Rod's just like like holding a gun to this guy's head. And like shoots him by accident. Uh, yeah, that, that was actually pretty fun. Is the word. <laughs> I like that uh, Ruby Rod gets a couple of um, he gets a couple of outfit and hair hairstyle changes oh, yeah. during yeah, his. Yeah, the, the rose yeah, the one, rose one was great. Oh, that was yeah, the one yeah. he was in for most. And it's slowly getting destroyed throughout the final yeah. act, which is cool. Yeah. Especially um, when you when Bruce Willis looks like shit and uh, <laughs> like like to have somebody who is like 
way way over designed as opposed to somebody who's like just dressing practical for famous for wearing wearing an orange a, tank, yeah, top. tank top yeah uh but yeah no this was fun i uh i'm trying i definitely had something else i wanted to say but uh i'll mention it if i think of it uh Thank you, Seb. I never would have watched this on my own. <laughs> I would have watched this on my own. I would have. I was getting there. I had never even heard of wow, this that's, before. That's Seb odd, mentioned because it. it is. I mean, yeah. as much as I say it's a cult classic, it's not an obscure cult classic. Yeah, I'm joining it's the a cult. Classic, yeah. Uh, right. girl costume for um, Comic Con too. If you want to be scandalous, that's what you cosplay as. Is her. Ooh, yeah. I've seen this a bunch of times. Yeah. It's yeah. her or uh, well, they have really, tubes in Comic Con. Really like I always wondered that what those were for. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's, uh, just go up to the tube know. and look at the attached. window. People get attached. Luke Besson got attached. Uh, Paul W. S. Anderson got attached, and uh, I'm pretty sure everyone that I know personally in my life enjoyed this movie because they had a crush on Mila Jovovich. Which is not to say there's nothing of value. Or you have a crush on Bruce. Oh, I oh, just... I remembered what I was going to say. Um, the uh, really one of my favorite scenes, one of my favorite weird bits of sci-fi detail, is that the uh, the noodle stand guy pulls up to his apartment window. Oh, yeah. And yeah. yeah, that was such a fun scene. Like uh, in the reverse shot, realizing that it was his house, Dude, I was like, "Oh, that yeah, looks like he's at a restaurant." Amazing. And then it, like it, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like, "Oh, Blade Runner, he's doing a noodle yeah, his, thing." His apartment, yeah. and then, um, like, it has you know his door out, but then the door, like, on the side of the building, will come open, and then, um, like, vendors can just come up to your window. You can just order Chinese food, which is what he does, and that's one of the most racist things in the movie. Um, the, the Chinese guy comes in his Chinese boat, flying boat, um, and gives him Chinese food well, with a Chinese accent. It's more of a cyberpunk thing, yeah. kind of. Yeah, no, but it's really cool. I just a- think the it's Asian really, I, think it, I think it has to do with the, the kind of fear at the time of, like, Asian well, what's taking new in America. Yeah, exactly. The Blade very Blade Runner thing of, oh, the Japanese are going to eat us alive. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everyone's going to be eating noodles in the city, in the big city. Noodles are And yummy. everyone is. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That, is, that is kind of what happens. They're good. Um, right, yeah. But then his apartment also has, like... It's not really a Murphy bed, but it's like a bed that like slides out and then it slides back in and it changes. And then they plastic wrap yeah, they plastic it. It's wrap a very it, weird it, detail. It, it, it like changes the sheets for you. And then he's got his like combination bathroom and refrigerator that like kind of slides up and down. Um, it's just really cool. I just think the whole thing's really cool. That that piece of um, environmental thing is like, oh man, he's he lives in such a cramped apartment, they have to switch out his bathroom and his refrigerator, when it's actually like, damn, that shit would be so expensive if you had to do that. <laughs> There's no yeah. way you're getting a moving part in your fucking apartment that switches out. But yeah, it was cool. That's like cyberpunk said, for you, is this would actually be ex- extremely expensive, but people live in little shitty apartments with them because they are so tiny and shitty. Actually, I... Thinking of this just came to mind because I, I was thinking about Blade Runner watching this because we had just, uh, me and Cam had just done a rewatch of both of yes. those movies. And it is interesting to compare this kind of uh, uh, cyberpunk sci-fi apartment with like the uh, portrayal of uh, the apartment in 2049. It's just a very, very like not high tech uh, like he's got his hologram girlfriend, but like that's pretty much the only future tech in his whole mm-hmm. apartment. I not to make this a 2049 cast, well, but I think well, even in the kind, original Blade Runner, it's funny to think about because we talk about like he had this original idea uh, when he was 16, which was probably like in the early 70s or, or late 60s, right? So he, uh, Luc Besson, 
had you know a, a guy who's into movies who's in the movie industry watches a science fiction movie after science fiction movie come out and all the time he's like man when i get to make my science fiction movie i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this and i think that he's picking up stuff along the way for his idea because like cam's like oh there's star wars stuff in this and you're saying oh there's definitely yeah. blade runner in here and i'm pretty then i think there's more than a little alien with how the ships are designed mm. um but to think of it like you're you're picking up pieces of the things that you like and it's it kind of gets like rolled into your own uh oh you know what actually to bring it back on the 16 and 16 year old writing thing yeah if i did write something when Mm -hmm. i was 16 i would have stolen so much shit from all the stuff i liked yeah i would have just yeah exactly taken a lot of stuff how i mean that's how anything works is there's not an original idea in the world but if you mm-hmm. take other people's ideas and put them together, you very often have kind of a newish idea. Like you, mm-hmm. you may end up with something that We're is more than Star the Wars. Of the, Star Wars uh, is parts. all stolen from samurai movies and oh, westerns. Yeah. So. And all the western stuff stole their stuff from samurai movies, and all the samurai stuff stole theirs from the story that somebody told them at uh, in a Rakugo. From my point yeah. of view, like it's all are. like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that shit. It's you know, it's been people have been. Uh, uh, doing that stuff and like uh you know dr doom uh was an influence on the design of darth vader and now if when someone's drawing dr doom they're like i want him to be imposing like darth vader it's yeah like, wait right. you're low well, now, we're, we're, now we're in a circle <laughs> we're going all full yeah, circle it's, here it's kind of like um you know western cartoons influenced osama tezuka osama tezuka influenced the rest of japanese cartoons japanese cartoons influence you know, yeah. American cartoons. Yeah, exactly. People are going to put pieces of what they like into the things that they are making, and that's kind. Of, I feel like that's very apparent here, in the, in the way the future is designed. To me, uh, uh, so there was actually a lawsuit about uh, with Luc Besson about how um, this was very similar to a French comic called The Incal, which I have read, and it was it was pretty good. Like it wasn't, it didn't change my life or anything, but it's got a very unique visual style uh, for like a kind of a future science fiction thing. And this, I can see where it's coming from. And the case was dropped after uh, they're like, oh, you brought the artist on to consult for this movie. It got all and the it's way like, to I don't know if I would have dropped that. that yeah, exactly. Uh, the guy exactly. actually that's, worked I it. feel like <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I, I'm starting to think, like, I don't know if I would have dropped it after finding out that detail. It sounds to me like we brought him on. They're like, hey, does this look good? And he's like, yes. And then they, they're like, all right, we don't need you. I mean, <laughs> You don't know that that's actually what happened, but I understand. Hey, you mind if we steal this from you? (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, when he was consulting, he could have been like, "Uh, that looks a little bit too much like my shit. Right, right, right. Um, And then they're like, all right, nice, we'll see you later. (laughs) Oh, no problem, we'll change it, we'll change it. (laughs) Happy to hear it. (laughs) Great, that's exactly what I wanted to say, bye. Yeah. Uh, um, So... I, that's that's the kind of vibe it gave me, not just the Incal, but also uh, Judge Dredd, which I brought up earlier. Uh, Mega City One is a, you know a British person's idea of what the future of America is like. It's just this filthy, built on top of each other, like this infinite city where nobody could possibly have a good life, and the and the boot of the police on your neck is like inevitable. And, that's the future. Uh, uh, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is. Uh, you know the switching the name tags on the door, and uh, oh yeah, um, you know and that guy. Uh, the police ring the yeah, guy's doorbell. And he's like, "Fuck cops!" And they just like kidnap. Yeah, him. he's like, "Fuck you, pig!" <laughs> they just instantly dome him. Like, we got him. Like, just like, oh, was he smoking? Yeah, he was like, like smoking yeah, no, they some don't kind kill of him. Or something. They drag him away. 
What was that, Tim? Well, then he, I'm pretty sure he gets killed later, considering he gets used as, like, a meat suit for the aliens. Yeah. I don't remember that part. Um, yeah, they, they uh, have him. He does, um, like, I think that's the same guy when be, they bring up. Yeah, they they try uh, to get it's on one of the, the one of the plane. one of the four times that somebody pretends to be him to get his tickets. Oh that was yeah, that was a funny was bit fun. too. I did like that. I, I, yeah, see, I like that a lot. That's something I, I enjoyed uh, quite a bit about the movie is how they have these just kind of pile ups of everybody trying to do the same thing but not talking to each other beforehand. Mm-hmm. So like two sides, like two groups are on the same side. Like you know, you've got the uh, you've got these uh, like the federation are, and the um, good aliens, and then you have yeah the. Zorg guy and the bad aliens. You've got Corbin and you've got the priest who are not talking to each other but both trying to do the same thing yeah. to save the world. And then you've got uh, Gary Oldman's future space Hitler CEO uh, sending someone to do the job, but also the aliens are like that he hired earlier are also going to do it with the intention of selling it to him at a price at a market. Yeah. So like, you know. They're all working against each other, even though two of them each are on the same side. But they're piling up, all trying to do it at the same time. And just this uh, big, like, just this, you know, this fucking ticket counter lady who just has to deal with all of this. Like, yeah, uh uh-huh, you, you're Corbin Mm -hmm. Dallas? You're already on the plane. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh. There must be a mistake. Uh, And she's like, there simply is not. And then he leaves. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I like the one where she... um, She's like, no, he's already on the plane. Bye bye, and then she just kind of like sinks she into the ground. Sinks into the ground. Like an <laughs> oh man, when I was working customer service, what I would have uh, given him a button elevator. to oh, go God. away is one the one thing you can't. <laughs> if do we had something like service. that in the movie theater, I, I would have been, I would have lo- loved it. There. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, oh, one thing I did want to not not touch on it, but Bruce oh, yeah, Willis does not phone in any of this. I think he is perfect mm-hmm. in this movie. He. No, the actors he's a lot. So most good. of the actors like he cares are about very this. good. Yeah. He's so like good. Bruce Willis movie. is very good. Um, Mila is very good. Um, Ruby Rod's actor, who I can't remember the name, is very good. Everyone's Nick, very good. Nick pulled it earlier. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Tucker mm. is Ruby Rod. So, uh, but it's uh, you know all the actors. There's because this came out you know uh, twenty years ago. There are so many interviews you can look up online of the actors going, hey, uh, people going, hey, Fifth Element, did you like doing that? And Bruce Willis and uh, Mila Jovovich and um, Chris Tucker are all like, yeah, I had a great time. Uh, uh, Luke Passan was uh, was great. You know, we it was nice talking to him. It was a good, it was a very fun production. And then Gary Oldman's like, man, that movie was fucking awful. Uh, <laughs> I owed Luke Passan a favor Aww. because he, he did the movie that I wanted Oof. to. Could, could not stand that movie. But... I can't. I cannot. I think his actual words are, "I cannot bear to watch it." Oh, <laughs> I, I know that. Um, I I read that, even though they were filming mostly in London and Mauritius, though Mauritius was a French territory, um, in everyone on set pretty much spoke English, but Luc Besson insisted on speaking French. Because he, I guess he's one of those Frenchmen who's just like, oh, vive la France! A fucking asshole. Like, you know, yeah. who's <laughs> like, person. supports the existence of l'Académie Française, which is basically an academy that, um, it's an organization that tries to, uh, Convergent keep up therapy. the legacy and the beauty of the French language, and it's fucking mm. ridiculous. Um. It's very funny when, uh, there's, like, you know, they have their own film festivals and 
uh, everything and it's just like mm-hmm. they're you're just trying some of the times they feel like they're trying to make an american action movie yeah yeah it was good Seb, did you yeah. enjoy your well, what, what you else nick you... did you nick did you have any other thoughts yeah i was, I was uh well i mean i think as a whole i really did enjoy it like i like it's it's just like it it feels you so unique because of that vision it doesn't feel like it even though there are definitely pieces of other parts of science fiction there it doesn't feel like it's trying to be any one of those it's not trying to be star wars or uh, the inca or uh, judge dread or whatever it it picked up pieces of those along the way and it, it all the whole time it was going to be this own thing i kind of wish there was a little bit more of the the pulpy connection at the beginning with uh you know like you have the uh, art whole archaeology thing going on uh, it's like oh they've been here for, they've been here for five thousand years. Like yeah, you don't really go back to that because you kind of ends up that looking they like a human and they, they blow up those robot aliens immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, man, um, there was just like there there was a lot to enjoy about this movie. Like I I, I really was just like having a, a generally good time. Like this is the kind of thing that I I look forward to is somebody having like a defined vision and getting to execute it. And this is something that Emily had been trying to get me to watch for a while. And for some reason I just didn't. And being able to watch it with her was so great because it was, it's something that she really loves and cares about. And it's like a, a fun adventure adventure mm-hmm. going, you know, like uh, that's just part of what makes it special. You get to see Chris Tucker wear the cannoli hair and the, <laughs> that hair, then, like, uh, I could not understand the, the second, the, piece the, the second the much head. bigger bomb comes out after they defuse the first one <laughs> and so you dumb. have a good time. It really does turn into spaceballs uh, at that point. He disarms the bomb and then opens the suitcase and there's another bomb in it. Yeah, and it said exactly the same countdown as the other one was. <laughs> yeah, that's five seconds mm-hmm. left. Yeah. Oh no, the, the orc man starts another bomb or whatever. Yeah, the it's, other bomb is uh, at five seconds. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah. I I I don't like it's it's not going to be you know in my uh, in my five star three by three new favorite movie or mm-hmm. anything like that but i i really did enjoy it i had a great time watching it and i i'm sure i'll watch it again so thanks for awesome. bringing it up so yeah i'm glad everyone at least appreciated it somewhat um i'm glad you know some yes, of you guys yes. had a good time um i just like this movie is so fun it again i'm i'm the same way it's not in my three by three of movies but it's just a really fun watch. Like, I, I love Ruby Rod. I love a lot of the jokes. Um, I love that, you know, I love the action and everything. Um, it's just a really fun movie to me. Um, we did not really talk any about the multipass thing, but I guess it's, it's not really a big part of the movie. It's just like... <laughs> it's one, it's it's one it's joke. A, it's a non-factor It's, it's a non-factor, but it's a... I, always, I always go, like, if there's somebody talking about, like, a, a multi-tool or, like, a like from, like, Deus Ex or something like that. Or multiple, multiple choice. choice, you know. Or like any, any like bat credit card or something. I'm like multipass, you know. Um, Lilu Dallas multipass. Um, so you know stuff like that. You know, just just it's just it a lot of fun. It is kind of a a thing when you like speak with someone who is trying to convey something to you in, in another, but they don't speak the language. They're like, I have this. I know how to say this. You know what to I do know with the, this. I've, I have had, I mostly had You to, do all the work with this. I have yeah, this. Yeah, I mostly had to deal with go. that at AC Moore when, when, they, when there were a lot of, um, like, a Puerto Rican people who didn't speak any English. And I was like, I wish I took Spanish in college, or not college, um, in high school. Because I took French instead. Which, uh, I mean, maybe that, that helped me with this. And we all know how that went. quote I was thinking about during this. Uh, 
I don't know if it, I mean I assume it was, came from him because he had, makes his own character say it in Twin yeah. Peaks. He goes, "It's the kind of girl that makes you wish you spoke just a little French." <laughs> and I was thinking about that. Uh, yeah, reading up no, on I, the. No, I took the... a lot of French in uh, high school and middle school because I don't know. I, just, I wanted to take French because it was more romantic, and I actually have more like French ancestry. Um, but like, I wish I spoke more Spanish because I there are more people around me who speak Spanish. But yeah, same. Like when I was at AC Moore, there were people who only spoke Spanish, so they're like. This is the word I know. I need this. Here's the word I know. And I'm like, I don't understand you. Um, but anyway, it's a fun movie. I'm glad you guys appreciated it. Um, Luke Besson is a weird sex pervert. But you know what? I still like the movie. <laughs> hey, um, really so. bookending the pod right there. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. I mean, good luck finding a movie that isn't connected in some way to a weird sex pervert. Yeah. Mm. Pretty much. Um, what is next on the docket for us? Well, that's uh, that would be up to Cam. So I think you have decided that you were uh, we were going to find Steven Spielberg's non-union Mexican equivalent and do Close Encounters. Yeah, of the Third Steven Spielbergo right? um, doing Close <laughs> Kind. I watched this movie. I'll I'll probably say this next week as well. But I um, I was I lived with my grandma with no internet when I was in college. Very weird college experience. So I rented a lot of movies from the local library. One week or one time, she was actually a very uh, out and about grandma. So oftentimes she was not home, and I was king of the castle. And I watched, I rented this movie, knowing it was about aliens and nothing else. <laughs> so I watched it on the big screen alone um, one night uh, before when I had to go make pastries in class the next day. And it was way longer than I wanted it to be, but it follows my love of movies about obsession and stories about obsession. You know and... what's really funny is that this is going to be our second Spiel- Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I had to backtrack. I'm like, what was this? I was oh, no. going to the search bar in my brain. I didn't remember where that joke was from. <laughs> yes, Ready Player One was our first yes. Spielberg Check out Hazardous Materials <laughs> number one. He's, he's had so many movies, and that had to be the one that we watched. We, nobody wants to watch E.T. We have to watch Ready oh, Player One. Oh, I do one. want to watch E.T. Watch e. And then we can play the Atari game. And God ask, forbid we talk about thinking? a good movie like Jurassic Park. We know it's got to be ready. For hey, everyone. this movie is good. I, I, I remember really liking no, it. No, I, I get it. And I'm I th- think that I'm the, talking about the first, the literally the first Spielberg movie we we watched. Uh, the musical stuff. UFO Not, should fight the Iron Giant in uh, Ready Player One too. So, oh, uh, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. It's they fun. should call it Ready Player One too, instead of Ready I, Player I'm Two. They should just calling it that, that, like I call the character in Overwatch the Cowboy Girl, which Hunter gets really angry at me. <laughs> Not cowgirl, cowboy girl. <laughs> it's, like, it's a girl that's a cowboy. So yeah, this we are continuing our movie mindset accidental theme. Uh, no, I like you called it. BDL goes time. to the movies, or I like to think of it as like going yeah. to the blockbuster and just grabbing because these all seem yeah, very. It's a, it's yeah, the, I've actually been going to the picks. Oh, the picks. Blockbuster every week. Yeah, these are our picks. It. They're staff picks. Staff picks. Yeah. Staff picks yeah. month. Um, you got to go with the Jean pick. Uh, <laughs> the first segment we will be in keeping with the theme oh, of staff picks. Last week, I put you. I put forward to you our wonderful and hated listeners. You vile Cretans uh, have voted on another poisonous topic for us with hazardous materials. And uh, I put forward four choices that I'm going to read Uh off over here. Uh, We had we had ants. We had. (laughs) Do you want to do ants? This is how you do ants, Nick. 
You put it on the ball. <laughs> yeah, oh, nice, had, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, we had Ants, Dragon Ball Evolution, Garfield Cart, and Shrek What Super a Party. murderer's and, row. Uh, You've really done it this time. <laughs> this is one of my favorite selections of fucking <laughs> shit that I wouldn't be doing. <laughs> dumb, bad garbage. <laughs> this is how I will... Which dumb, bad garbage are we doing this row of, like, spinning a wheel of how I'll be spending one of my two days off. <laughs> Even my Russian roulette, it, but it has four bullets instead of one. <laughs> <laughs> and the gun only has four yeah. chambers and one uh, of those ants it's just a different thing is written on each bullet that's the only thing that changes uh, but we of course are going to be continuing our movie mindset by watching God Ant. damn I was hoping anything else for this not, not to win <laughs> honestly I'm uh I thought that putting Garfield I wanted to on play there was, going to, uh, so was going to stack the deck. <laughs> I'm going to do it. No, fuck close encounters. I'm playing Garfield card next week. No, please not. <laughs> it won't save me from ants, but at least. <laughs> Cam, nothing will save you from ants uh, because at the end of April, we will, be, we will be putting I have our to ass bring up my Bud's life phobia, too. So, I mean, the reason the ants was on the poll is not just because uh, uh, Alex had. Um, Shrek 2, how does watch Shrek 2 last week? But also because Ants is a movie created out of spite. Like, so few DreamWorks that I can think of. First Katzen, Katzenberg gets kicked out of Disney, and he's like, I saw what you had on the post it board before I left, which was the preliminary stuff for Bugs Life. And they're like, I can get a movie out about um, Bugs. He got kicked than out of Pixar. Pixar. Do I don't know that Disney and Pixar had the, the whole thing yet. It was stupid. Well, they didn't they, own they them. Didn't Katzenberg them. But they were working the, together. He was the exec at the executive level, so he knew what was okay. going on. It, this is all executive spite. Oh yeah, no, like I know who, who Katzenberg is. Can you imagine being the guy? It's like the movie is about ants. Get it out next year, and you got to be like, uh, look, I don't work at Pixar. Well, Our CG isn't that good. Well, we're like, gonna spell it ants with a Z first yeah. of all. Ants Z. Second of Ant-Z. all, it's. It's going to be a movie about ants. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be uh, feeling pretty antsy. So have, have you guys yeah. seen this movie? Do, has anyone dare. seen no, this? No. I, I have not <laughs> I remember watched it for, a lot I think, more than 10 um, minutes at a time. Advertising for Even it. as a kid, this I is, was like, this is this so This is going to be a spicy one. character. Look forward to face, it. He's like well, we were talking about, face. It looks horrible. We were talking about, uh, Emily and I were talking about whether or not that is the worst of DreamWorks movie. And I think that's what we settled on, that that is probably the worst. Oh, yeah. Even if you're not going to vote in the poll, you should check out Nick's descriptions for each option, really they are good. always really funny. Um, I, I am going to read off the Ants one just because that's what it settled on. What could be more appropriate for hazardous materials than an ugly CG movie that was rushed through production at, by an executive as revenge against his former employer? <laughs> A scientific study by the PDL TTYL DOI Internal Fir- Film Review Board has decided this was the worst DreamWorks movie. Were we right? Vote here if you want to find out. And so find you out. did. All right. We'll do we'd it. be doing it. Uh, so. But- so that's we're continuing the movie mindset. We've got those two coming up, and then of course we have uh, Bacon's long-awaited Cars Two episode oh, coming. Finally, a that. good movie. Finally. <laughs> oh yeah, none of the else, none of the other ones, including the one you chose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> none of the other ones are good. Cars Two. That's the one you're like. Finally, a good movie. Somehow, I, I, I'm sure you won't regret saying that, but I'm going to regret you saying that when that episode goes. Somehow. <laughs> oh, I'm going to drop it now so you guys have time to prepare. But the first segment for next week, you, um, we will be making sculptures out of mashed potatoes. So. Oh, good. Uh, okay. I plan on. Uh, I'm, I'm trying not I'm, to like buy any 
food to make right now because I'm in the process of uh, moving. You can get instant. But, okay. Go out and get some. Okay. You got to go to a Golden Corral. I'll, we'll, we'll pay for it. <laughs> Where is there a Golden, golden Corral around uh, here? You're going to have to drive an hour. So. There is one in Connecticut, I think. There is one. Googled. It's going to be in Torrington. <laughs> this, just in case. <laughs> um, well, we're going to we're going to do the right. theme of obsession. like this. All right, ladies and gentlemen. go all the way to the Golden Corral. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 7 p.m. This has been a Ruby Rod. Just little light of love